0: Welcome back to Strip Down. I'm really excited for today's guest. This is a mama as well as a woman behind an amazing product that I absolutely love and Amelia Ray loves. And so I thought she'd be a great guest to have on the podcast today. She is the co-founder and creator of Serenity Kids and her name is Serenity Carr. And if you guys don't know what Serenity Kids is, it's this amazing, baby food and she is a mama who is helping to change the baby food industry with her brand all about you know choosing good ingredients you know serenity created the brand to mimic the mac- macronutrients of breast milk as most conventional options like fat and are packed with sugars from fruit and she really like went above and beyond to make sure that like not only you know is it great ingredients and safe but it is delicious and my daughter like absolutely loves it so many of my friends' kids also love it. And I'm just so excited to have her here on the show. So Serenity, welcome to
1: Strip Down. Thanks, Allie. It's so great to be here. And so it's good to hear.
0: Yes, thank you. And so, you know, I wanted you to kind of give a little bit of background about you and who you are and how this kind of came about before I ask you my lots of questions.
1: <laughs> sure, sure, totally. Well, I had a long career in corporate America and then got kind of burnt out on it and wasn't really satisfied with my soul, my soul wasn't satisfied in corporate America. You know, I wasn't doing something to help humanity or the planet or anything really, except for investors pockets. And so (laughs) I, I quit and started my own coaching business because I had learned the hard way that diet really is super important to, you know, healing oneself. I had a lot of, um, As a kid, really, I can go, I can go that far back. So I had my first ear infection when I was two weeks old and first round of antibiotics at two weeks old. And, you know, multiple times a year, I would get um, ear infections, strep throat, bronchitis, all different kinds of immune issues and took tons and tons of antibiotics as a kid. As as a result, I also ate a ton of processed foods and wheat and dairy and all kinds of junk, you know, in the eighties. And, um, that wasn't really awesome. Cause now we know my body doesn't tolerate wheat or dairy. So lots of inflammation created from that fast forward 20 years. And I had serious digestive problems, heartburn. And then at the age of 33, my doctor put me on a pill every day for the rest of my life. Wow. And i was scared, you know, I was like, but what if I want to go on an adventure to Brazil or something? I have to take these pills with me and take them every day. Otherwise my stomach is killing me. Like that's wow. just not cool. I don't know what to yeah. do, but that's not what i want and so i called my dad he's a shrink he talks me down and um he said you know you should read that book i gave you last year with the one on the paleo diet and i'm like what book he gave me a book you know he gives me dumb dad books all the time i don't <laughs> i don't read them all right but i found it i read it i was desperate you know i couldn't eat food without serious pain and i changed my diet and you know that was almost 10 years ago i switched to a diet you know i ate a ton of processed foods and lots of gourmet things like you know i don't know croissants and quiches and all kinds of cool things um and then i switched to mostly veggies fruits uh, i mean mostly veggies meats a little bit of fruit and nuts and healthy fats and everything changed and i don't have to take that medicine anymore And so after Corporate America, I tried a coaching business for a little while. And then I realized people didn't really want a lot of diet coaching. Um, And then I met Joe, my husband and co-founder of Serenity Kids. And we decided to really step out on a limb and start this company because we, well, he's autistic. And so he, his diet has been a really important part of managing that for him. And so we're both you know nutrition nerds and health nuts wow. and we started looking around at um I remember actually it was 2016 we were at the Paleo FX conference here in Austin Texas where we live and I started getting all fuzzy and maternal we started talking about having a family I don't know why we were talking about this at a, at a food conference but we were <laughs> and um I got kind of you know I'm like oh joe let's go find the baby stuff you know let's see what's here and there was absolutely nothing and I thought huh well, that's kind of weird. I guess we'll have to make our own baby food, you know, but he was in the process of looking for a business to start. And he went to some startup talk or whatever. And he's, he came back that night. I'll never forget. It was you know, May of 2016. And he said, we've got to start the baby food business. It meets all these five criteria, you know, a white space. We could get investment. You know, I don't remember what are the other things were, something that the world needs, you know, things like that. And I was like, really? Baby food company? Us? Are you sure? You know, we don't even have a baby yet. Um, but it turns out that was actually a good thing. So we started the company way before we had a baby. And now, um, actually I had her on August 5th, last year, 2018. And actually I had her on the same day that our products launched for sale online. Oh, how cool. So they were both both born in different ways. I kind of delivered sort of twins (laughs) in 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 a funny way. Um, it, was, it wasn't planned of course that way, you know, we'd planned to have the, the products launch a year earlier and then she was a couple of weeks early. So, you know, somehow it just worked out there, you know, serendipitous, divine timing, whatever you want to call it. But she was born on the same day. Our products came out. We had two products at that time. We had the beef and our chicken. And then now we've expanded our line to 10 products. We're in about 1500 retail stores and we have a really healthy online business on our website and on Amazon and, it's been a crazy ride, but man, it's the best job by far that I have ever, ever had. I love it. That's
0: so cool. And I, I just love the story behind it. And I love that you shared, you know, how much like went into it and how, you know, long it took. Because I think a lot of people, especially like I an entrepreneur, me and myself, it's like, you do think things will be overnight and you do think that things will just happen. And it's like, no, things take so much time and then again even though you plan things things will still shake up and other things will happen and like you said like yours like launched like while your daughter was being born like how crazy is that
1: totally crazy to- not planned everything <laughs> took way longer than we thought it would so yeah
0: that's amazing that's really 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 cool and so you know i'm curious like as far as the ingredients you know it's in serenity kids cuz i'm blown away by you know like as a, obviously a new mama and you know, expecting again, I'm very much all about, you know, healthy and clean and really good, you know, for my daughter. And, you know, now, of course, anything I'm eating for, you know, the new baby growing inside of me. And so I'm just curious for you, like, like you said, you weren't a mama yet. You, you know, were creating this with your husband. Did you guys, as far as the ingredients were concerned, did you kind of know, what you wanted that to look like when you were first creating it or like, how did that all start? Because I think it's amazing that it really does mimic breast milk ingredients and then just has like so much of the good stuff that our bodies need, especially when they're little and growing versus like just all the sugars that you mentioned.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't know what it needed to look like at first. I was skeptical that something awesome and amazing, like what we have now didn't already exist. I thought for sure it would already be there somewhere on the shelf and my that summer of 2016 you know after we had decided to start the company i call it my summer of nerddom because <laughs> my nose was in a book and a blog post i was listening to podcast upon podcast reading books on tape all kinds of crazy stuff to to figure out like so i knew that my body worked really well on a diet of primarily vegetables and healthy meats but i i didn't know at the time what babies needed. I had no idea, you know, like I said, I had never been a mom or even explored infant nutrition or anything like that. I I was a business student, so, um, didn't know anything about it. And, you know, the more I dug around, the more it, I think it took me probably about a month or two for the really light bulb to come on the, wait a second, we already have a perfect baby food and it's mother's milk. So if I can learn as much as I can about mother's milk, maybe I can translate some of those nuggets into a good baby food product. And so Austin actually has the biggest milk bank in the country. And it's uh, if you guys don't know what milk banks are, it's where moms who have an oversupply can donate milk and the bank will... Kind of pasteurize it, I guess. I'm not exactly sure what techniques they use to sterilize it, but then they use it for preemie babies because a lot of those preemies can't, they can't live on formula; they can only live on mama's milk, and their moms sometimes haven't been able to start their milk production either yet or at all. So this milk bank is saving babies' lives. Anyway, off that soapbox, it's amazing. Um, but I learned a whole lot about mother's milk, and I learned a lot about the fact that there wasn't as much protein in it as I expected. The calories from mom's milk is about half fat, about half carbs with just a little bit of protein. And that surprised me. So when I went, we went to look at what was on the baby food shelves. We actually hired a virtual assistant to research 468 organic pouch baby foods, the summer of 2016. Wow, and really pull out—you know—pull out all the nutrition facts, pull out all the ingredients, uh, the names of the product, the brand, the price, all that stuff. But you know, we found out that less than two percent of those baby foods contained one or more grams of fat. That was—I mean—almost none. You know, ninety-nine percent of them didn't have any fat in them at all. That's so. And then it's so crazy. And then I got really, really angry because I just started thinking about babies and how dependent they are on their parents. And then me, you know, as a potential future parent at that time, I, you know, I'm a health food person, but still I would go to, the, I'm sure I would go to the baby food aisle and be like, Oh, this must be what my baby needs to eat because this is what's on the aisle. But that's just, it's just not true. You yeah, know, like you said, right. A lot of sugars so on that. Bad.
0: you like, go to the aisles and you read and you're like, Wait, what? Like the number of one ingredient is sugar? And then the second one is like not something I want them to be eating? Like it's mm-hmm. it's so wild. And then you know, you hear all these stories, right? Of like all these, you know, different baby foods that are now being tested that are finding like lead and all these horrible things. And it's like, this is the stuff that sits on our shelf and that's being sold to us. And it it is, it's very, it's very upsetting and it and it, it does make you very angry and emotional for sure. So I I could understand that, especially for you when you're trying to create this product and you're like, wow. How does nothing exist like this?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, when we were starting to, you know, get the formulas really nailed down, I kept looking and looking and looking for regulations, you know, for someone to say, no, no, this is okay for baby food. That's not okay for baby food. And there was nothing out there. Wow. It's shocking. And I think it's tragic that baby food companies can kind of create whatever they want. And if they convince us a grocery store to buy them. You know, then they can sell them to, to parents, and then those those babies don't have any choice what they eat,
0: so no choice.
1: Crazy. Wow. You know, and so I really wanted to stand up for the babies. And I mean, I have a baby, and having a company and a baby not easy. And so it's yeah. really, you know, it's those babies. I mean, not only her, right, but those all the babies everywhere that keep me going and really fuel the passion that I have and make it all worthwhile.
0: That's so incredible. And Della, your daughter, she's only a little bit older, younger than my daughter, Amelia. A
1: little younger. Yeah. She's 17 months. Okay. Yeah. And Amelia is a little over 20 months.
0: Yeah. That's that's so cute. Yeah. That's what I thought. And I love her name. It's beautiful. Thank Um, you. So of course, you know, you have this passion, obviously even more so once you had Della and like you said, you became a mom and So do you think that Serenity Kids has grown even further as a brand and with all these flavors and different options because you are like so in the thick of it now being a new mom?
1: oh yeah and in, in fact we're working on some new products and basically we're making new products so that i don't have to buy other brands products right yeah you're like, like i'll just i'll make it instead right right exactly you know and it takes a while to develop and all that stuff in the business but it it makes really easy i mean i have built in taste testers today we used her for a video you know i'm like That's so oh, cool I love, I love it money yeah right um so we have a really good time. she you know she helps me figure out like, wait a second, this is too thick. This is too thin. you know she won't eat this one what What's going on over here and right. um it's really it's it, being a mom puts everything into a different perspective
0: oh completely like and I think that you know we both feel that way as new moms, and especially knowing I know you also had quite the birthing experience like I did, you know with our daughters, and so it's like when you are, you know, put into this position and you're a new mom and, you know, you're pregnant and you think, again, kind of crazy traumatic births, if you will, and we both wanted natural births, I know from your story, and you wound up in a C-section like myself. And I think even then for me, you know, as a mother, you know, coming into this real role of motherhood, it was like, wow, plans shake up, so many things change and your perspective changes like immediately in that moment. And then it's like, that just continues, into motherhood, and you just feel like that perspective has shifted you completely. Like going forward, like you just don't have like your perspective that you had before is gone.
1: Yeah, you know, and I had prepared a lot. I had listened to so many birth podcasts. I mean, so many. I had a long commute at the time, and I listened mm-hmm. to like dozens of them. So I knew at least I knew enough to know things were not going to go how I how I planned. Right. Right? right. But I didn't realize how kind of how the how I would be traumatized by that. Frankly. Yeah, I know. You know I didn't realize that so part. crazy. I know. Well, and, and, you know,
0: I also listened to a bunch of different like birth podcasts and did research and read stories and I had a doula and midwife and, you know, I had done hypnobirthing and taking classes. And so I felt, you know, very prepared. I felt like, okay, like I've done everything you're supposed to do. And like, this should just happen. Right. And it's just like, that doesn't always happen that way. And it was just so like, same with me. It was like, I think, Traumatizing in the sense that things weren't happening the way I thought they would and then also traumatizing by the actual c-section like I don't think a lot of people especially those that haven't had a c-section don't understand the trauma like I've had this conversation even with my own mom. Of, like, you know, because I'm having, you know, my second baby, and you know, due in May. And it's like, you know, I'm going to go for a VBAC, you know, a, a vaginal C section. And I've been working on my chiropractor and, you know, working really hard on all different things to do to try to get my body ready and this and that. And I'm aware, obviously, way more now that things may not go to plan, especially after going through what I went through. But at the same time, I don't want to necessarily elect for a C section in my opinion because I was traumatized. And I was even explaining to my own mom when she was here visiting, you know, for the holidays, like we were discussing because she had three vaginal births and, you know, had no idea what anything else was like because she was blessed to be able to do that, you know, with myself, my brothers. And so as she said to me, like, yeah, but you know, don't you want to just like not have to worry about it? And I'm like, well, yeah, of course there's a part that's like, I don't want to necessarily have to worry about going through it all over again. But then there's a part of me that's so traumatized by that C-section that like, I want to at least give myself a fighting chance to be able to try to experience the birth that I wanted with Amelia.
1: I think that's spectacular. I totally think you can do it. I have several friends who have done it and done it beautifully. And I'm, I'm right there with you. If I ever get pregnant again, that will be the route that I take because I mean, it's better for the baby. Yes, It's better for you. Not only that it's not traumatizing, but just physically. You know, our bodies are built to do that. And so right, when right. we can, like, I mean, go for it. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Thank you. and I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I feel the same way. And I told myself that, and I'm like, I'm manifesting this. I'm putting this like, you know, in my head and telling my body. And like I said, doing the chiropractic work and doing everything I can do. And I've heard that from so many people that like have had friends myself as well that are like, they also had VBACs. And it's like, it's not a small percentage. It is a big percentage of women who are able to do it. And I think also again, like you said, it's a part of just like knowing what you already went through and knowing like what you want and then essentially going to achieve that, you know? And so that's that's where I'm at too. And so it's just it's it's nice to hear, you know, from yourself too, who had a very similar birth that you're, you know, on this very much same page, but it's like, you know, you don't want to feel traumatized by your birth. And I, of course, for myself, have felt more healed lately than, you know as traumatized I used to feel, but the traumatizing feeling was for quite a while. And I believe it contributed heavily to my postpartum depression. And that was something I never expected.
1: Oh, me too. I mean, you know, after Della was born, I had undiagnosed postpartum sleep apnea, lucky me. So I slept for four hours between the day when my water broke. And then when, uh, When I when my midwife came over, who would have delivered the baby at my house, you know, she came over to do my check after I got back from the hospital, and she looked at me. She took one look at me. She's like, "You are not okay." And I'm like, "I'm not okay. I don't know what's happening." And then we finally figured out that I was just not. I was waking up all night because I couldn't breathe. So she set me up this whole throne in my bed. This crazy, a million pillows and all this crazy stuff. And then she got. um, She said, "Can you get to the east side of Austin?" And I'm like, my sister's there right now. Why? And she said, I have a, I have a donor who can get some milk for you so that your mom can give Della a bottle at night so that you can get a little bit of sleep. Wow. Wow. And the, the, that was like, it was three bags of milk. You know, it was a newborn, so it lasted a long time several nights and, you know, a whole week actually. It lasted a very long time. And um, I actually was able to get a little bit of sleep. But as a result of all of that, my milk supply wasn't very high. Right. Because you weren't, I, right. Yeah. You were
0: nursing, you weren't pumping, you were sleeping.
1: Right. That's right. So, you know, so then I struggled with low milk supply. And then I noticed that Della had a lip tie on day one, but oh. my midwife, had been, had, she's been a midwife for over like 30 or 40 years. It's crazy. So a long, long time. And she doesn't recommend revising ties until at least six weeks. Well,
0: my midwife was the same. Yeah.
1: So I was like, okay, so we'll wait six weeks. Well then, you know, I have this, so my daughter was breached, which is why I had the Mm C-section and um, the doctor who examined her, God, it's it's so traumatizing. I actually even have a video of it. It was terrible. She said, "Well, look, her hip's coming in and out of socket. You can hear it click. Put your ear down here." And my my, my baby's screaming as she's pulling her leg oh out of socket. And she said, "Oh, you need to get her an ultrasound on her hips within the first two weeks of her birth. She could be, you know, messed up for life if you oh, um, don't geez. get this examination." So I was all of a sudden thrown into. Not only can I not sleep because I can't breathe at night but now I've got to try to get the insurance to approve this hip exam for my oh, baby. I'm thinking she won't be like, able to walk. No mother should be going
0: through right? any the brand new mom. Yeah. Oh my
1: God. And I met my pediatrician later, like at the six month, her six month appointment, a new pediatrician had tears in her eyes. And I, when I showed her the video and told her just some of what I went through, you know, to try to like, figure out what was going on yeah. with her hips. Her hips are perfectly fine and healthy. She does not have hip dysplasia, you know, but, uh, I didn't know that until right. you know, much later. So I think that really was, you know, I had severe postpartum anxiety. Yeah. Cool. And I think that, you know, I wouldn't say that all these things caused it necessarily. I'm a, I, I tend towards anxiety anyway, but I would, they sure as hell didn't help. Well, so, yeah,
0: probably how we contributed. Like for me, yeah. I felt like every little thing, like kind of stacked on top of each other until it was like too much, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it just, at one point I remember I was laying in my bed, you know, those few sweet hours of the day where I'm laying, actually laying in the bed with, you know, by myself or with my husband or whatever. And I couldn't sleep and I was just driving myself bonkers. And I'm like, what is wrong? I, I think I'm going crazy. Wow. Yeah that night I got my phone out and this had been, you know, it had been weeks when this has been happening. I got my phone out and I, I Googled postpartum, part, postpartum anxiety. And I was like, is this a thing? Like I knew postpartum depression was a thing, yes, but I didn't, but I didn't, I don't know. I don't, don't know if I've ever been depressed. Like I didn't feel super sad. I just felt mm-hmm. nuts, like mm-hmm. worried about everything. And, um, it was a thing. It turns out. And I, I had, I checked all the boxes, all the symptoms. And I, all of a sudden something inside me, like, huh, I just kind of like relaxed a tiny bit. And I was like, Oh, other people have this too. Oh, other people have strategies for getting out of it. You know, like, yes, it Whoa. makes
0: you feel so much better when yeah. you longer feel alone and you're like, I'm not crazy. I'm not the only one going through this. That's how I felt my postpartum depression too. It was like, I was like, what is this? I'm not the kind of person to get depressed. I'm a very happy, go lucky person. And like, what is this feeling? Why do I feel so out of control? Why are my thoughts spiraling? Like, what is this? And mm-hmm. I felt so crazy. And I felt like such a bad mom. I felt like such mm-hmm. an, like a crazy person. And then I like same thing. Like I got help and I started like reaching out and finding different communities. And it was like, oh my gosh, there are so many people who also feel like this and have even crazier stories. And it makes you feel like, oh my gosh, this is actually like I hate saying the word normal because normal really is just a setting on a washer machine. But (laughs) you know what I mean? But it's like, but it's, it makes you feel like I'm, like you said, I'm not alone and others are going through this and like there is help and there are different ways to, you know, be guided through this and there are ways to, you know, work through this. And it makes you just feel like, oh my gosh, I no longer feel like I'll never get out of this feeling.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it was all, all hope was not lost at that point. Right. You know, I was like, oh, okay. There's hope, and I I I sent the link to my husband's phone even though he was sleeping. You know, I'm like, let's talk about this in the morning, and so we did. And he's like, all right, how can I support you? You know, what do you need? And and I was just like, look, it says these things on the list. I'm just going to follow this list because I don't know what anything else to do. You know, I have no other no other ideas in my mind. So I just did whatever I saw on the website. You know, take some time out, sleep more, talk about what was happening, change my diet because I was eating a lot of junk food at that time, trying to like. I think I was trying, trying to feed survive. my feelings. Yeah. And I was trying to feed my feelings. Cause you know, in yeah. the past my anxiety, I had been like, you know, I had eaten some junk food to kind of try to try to treat myself. Cause I felt so bad, but then the, my treats weren't super healthy. And then I just ended up feeling worse, you know? So kind of like getting back to a little bit healthier treats at least. And, um, it took a while, but eventually it, it came back out, you know, of course I feel a hundred percent good now. And this is 17 months after her birth. And that's
0: so great. And I'm so glad to hear that for you. And that's also so great for you to share here because that's, it was the same with me. I started really feeling like myself around, like, I would say a year, maybe a little before. And yeah. it, I think it's so important to share that because for the places that we were in and for how like dark and crazy we felt, to share that like there is light at the end of the tunnel and that like, we both I think it's so important to share in the mom community because there are moms who are in the beginning of it, who feel like this is never going to end. Like what the hell do I do? And that was exactly how we felt.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I even had a mom write us on Instagram the other day or Facebook and she said, can I start giving your food to my baby at four months? He's not sleeping through the night and I'm going insane. And I was like, Oh yeah. I remember those days. You yeah. know where she didn't sleep through the night, and where I thought I was going insane, and so it gives me a perspective to be able to empathize with the moms that are in our community, and you know give them obviously the nutrition advice that well you know babies' intestines aren't really set up to digest vegetables and kind of fibrous things before six months. Right. So I would wait as long as you can, you know, for that part. If you wanted to, you know, but moms knows but know best, right? So if, yeah. if her, I mean, she's getting she this. She Huge baby, he was 19 pounds at four months. Wow! And so, like, I'm like, you know, if you want to do something, do some liver, bone marrow, bone broth. You know, just start with some avocado, maybe a, a couple things, and kind of see how it goes. It, right. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the first time Della ever slept through the night. It's after she had eaten one of our unc- uncured bacon pouches at about eight months old. Wow. And so I told that's the mom that story one of Amelia's
0: favorite flavors is the bacon. And like, yeah, you know, it's so funny. Cause in the morning, like I'll give her like either hard boiled eggs or scrambled eggs. And then I give her a pack of your bacon. And it's like, she is so happy. And her tummy is like nice and content. And she's yeah, like, yeah. that's her breakfast. And it's like hysterical because I honestly, like, She's not picky. She has a great palate, but like I wasn't sure, you know, my like, bacon—it's
1: an acquired taste for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, we wanted to offer an op- we wanted to offer a pork option. Pork didn't have a really nice ring to it, yes. and bacon just tastes so good. You know, it's a uh, that I want. I wondered if baby was would, would like it, and then we did some taste testing, and that was one of the baby's favorites. That's and so, so cool. Yeah,
0: I love that. And so, like when you guys, you know, with all your different, you know, flavors, because I mean, like. I've been getting, you know, your guys' pouches for quite some time now, and I've I mean, like turkey got added, and baking got added, and bison got added, and again, Amelia loves these flavors,
1: like it kind of amazes me, I'm like, wow, I don't think I even tried we wanted to give a wide variety of options, right? Not only for flavors and introducing babies to a wide variety of flavors at a young age, which is one, which is very important. You know, studies show that babies that are introduced to savory flavors at a young age get less, their palate is less tainted towards the sweet flavor later on and they tend to have less obesity. So we wanted to do it for flavor's sake, but also for, nutrition of a wide variety of vitamins so we have a wide variety of different meats and different vegetables and then also from the microbiome so our healthy gut bacteria survive on a, a you know some like i don't know the fiber from greens some like the fiber from starches so there's a lot of different um, variety that we're trying to introduce into babies' systems. And then in terms of how we kind of chose the product name for our ethical meats line, we really decided to stick with the meat itself and to highlight that. You know, it's not the number one ingredient necessarily, but we wanted to be very clear and stand out on the shelf with what we stand for, which is regeneratively farmed meats. You know, the highest quality meats you can find, you know, our salmon is wild caught with a line and not a net or anything like that. Um, so we wanted to highlight the meats and then for the art, for our organic veggies line, we really wanted to expose babies to some blends of veggies, like in our squashes and our roots flavors, and then also our sweet potato and spinach and our butternut squash and spinach flavors. We wanted to introduce babies to some greens and so they could get some of those extra, just amazing antioxidants and amazing vitamins from greens without having to eat 100% greens. You know, those bitter tastes babies tend to be averse to. So we wanted to give them the option to be introduced to those by mixing them with either the butternut or the sweet potato.
0: Yeah, that's great. And Amelia loves the butternut and the squash. Like one of her favorite packs that she always reaches for is the roots pack that has all the different squash in it. She's like obsessed. Like literally I'm out right now because she like goes through it so quick. And I'm like, how about the other flavors? And she's just like, points and she'll kind of say like root root. And I'm like, I know what you want. You want the squash root pack. We don't have anyone of that one right now. We have beef, we have turkey, you know, and it's like, but it's so funny, like how they pick their flavors, even at such a young age.
1: Yeah. I'm working on that with Della now, you know, I'm, I'm trying to show her that the front indicates what's inside you know, so I'm like, this is the squashes one. So you're eating the squashes one right now so that she can learn to make those choices and like associate, do you want the turkey one today? Do you want the bacon one today? We're working on that. We'll get there. No, you will. That's so cute. Yeah. Amelia just started. It was funny. She was pointing
0: I was cracking up. She was pointing at your pack the other day and she was saying, "ba," And I was like, she at the thing she thought it was a lamb. And she loves the song, you know, "ba ba black sheep. And she has mm-hmm. like books with the sheep in it. And I was like, no, I'm like, it's a cow, moo. And it like, she kept staring at me and I'm like, beef, it's cow. And she kept looking at me. And then finally like today, she was like, moo. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, that's beef pack. You know, so it's like, I, I love that you said that because it's true. The packs also can be very educational just in the sense mm-hmm. of the packaging and the picture that is on there.
1: Yeah. We, you know, we didn't want to shy away from the animal itself. You know, there's a lot of squeamishness out there right now about animals and showing, you know, none of the other baby foods show the animal on the outside of the pack, even if they do have some meat inside. And when we approached a few people, a few people said, well, you know, you don't want to put the animal on the outside because that might freak the babies out. Like, what are you talking about? They they haven't been socialized to be freaked out about meat, you know? We really want to educate the kids and like, I want my kid to know that the cute cow that's in the book that she, you know, she picks up and she goes, moo, I want her to know it's the same thing that she's putting into her body. That's helping her grow up big and strong.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I think that's really smart of you and, you know, really awesome that you and your husband were like, no, we're going to kind of go against that you know, as far as it's going on, like you said, with the squeamishness in, you know, society, because it, it is true. Like so much is, a, you know, around, like, oh, don't eat meat or, oh, be this, be that. And it's like, there are so many of us who still do and like want our children to have that, like myself included. And I think it's great that the packs show that and that they learn about the animals because even at the end of the day, even if they become a vegetarian, they still need to learn what each animal is and like what they do. So you really are putting a little bit of fun education on the packs for them as well.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and we chose to deliberately, um, not use kind of cartoony animals. We really wanted to honor the animal, frankly, you know, and show them in their regal, beautiful states, which is why we chose the silhouette, the single color, the, you know, anatomically correct, uh, outline. And, um, and I'm really proud of those, those designs. I think they really make our brand stand out. Well, oh, I
0: think they do too. I love your guys' packaging, especially obviously being, you know, a stylist first and foremost, you know, in all of my businesses and many hats that I wear, I love the aesthetic of your pouches, like the color, mm-hmm. the way it is, you know, the, the shape, like you said, it's not cartoony, like all of it. I think it's great. And I think it is, it is you know, great for the way you look at it. If you were saying say a new mom and you see in a store and you don't know what many Kids is, or for someone like myself, who's like actually like an ambassador and is like all about the brand and, and loves it for, you know, the ingredients, the packaging and everything. It's like, wow, I, I am going to share that with my friends now. I like, can speak to the packaging of like, hey, also as they get older, like they can kind of learn about the animals. Cause honestly, I didn't even think about that until Amelia started pointing at it and saying it herself. And then I thought, oh wow, she's associating this.
1: That's so awesome! I love. We've got a tiny ambassador over there. <laughs> I know, right? You totally do. She's, she's <laughs> a little influencer in the making. Let me tell you, the <laughs> one that like points everything and says things
0: and unboxes. I'm like, oh my gosh, you watch Mama way too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> love, love it,
0: love it. So cool. So you said that there are some new products coming. Can you share any like new stuff that we can be excited about coming 2020?
1: Well, some of it is top secret, so oh, I can give you kind of, what, a I can, bit of something. <laughs> what I can tell you is that we're looking, so our, our plan for the evolution of our products is to let them grow up with Della. So right now we're looking at launching two different toddler lines this year, hopefully. Ooh. We've got one that's getting closer and closer that's looking like maybe a summer launch. And uh that one, you know, will it'll be for sale for sure first on our website and probably on Amazon, but you never know. We might get some deal with somebody to do some exclusive or something. So we're kind of still keeping it under wraps because we're not quite sure of the launch plan yet, but it's super exciting. I, gosh, I'm so proud of these products and our team that's put them together. Uh, you're going to love them. And so is Amelia. I'll tell you I'm that.
0: I'm so excited. Well, that is so cool. Especially obviously Amelia, you know, uh, being a toddler now, like mm-hmm. that. That's awesome. And you know, I have to say, we take these packs on the go all the time. Like, because you know, those times where I'm super busy being a busy mom on the go and I don't have time to think about, Oh, let me get her this. Let me get her that. And it makes it so easy that I'm grabbing these packs. And I know that she's actually getting like a real lunch when I take her out and I'm not like feeding her like sugary crap that isn't going to do anything. And also like not fulfill her and then not be good at nutrients. Like it's so nice to know for me as a mama, like, great. I can take these on the go. I also know that they hold up well. Like I wanted to mention that, um, you know, before I let you go, I wanted to talk about with you really fast how you guys, you know, created these pouches so that, you know, they're okay, um, you know, to have them not in the fridge and that they can be in your pantry. How also you don't have to worry about when you're taking them with you, like in the diaper bag. Because a lot of moms have actually asked me and messaged me and been like, well, how do you know? You know it's safe, and like, can you put it? You know, in your diaper bag, and then if the sun hits it, like all these like of course like normal worrisome questions of a new mom. And I know certainly Kids has done such a good job with that. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, those are great questions, and I will tell you that we uh, produce our product at a factory that makes all the other meat baby food in this country. So our consumers can feel very safe that they have i mean it's ridiculous the amount of engineers they use, they have and the different um, equipment they have because it's so expensive that we decided not to try to buy it and raise that capital ourselves but u- utilize their knowledge and so i'll, I'll briefly go through the process we're actually i just wrote a blog last week about exactly all the steps for how we produce it oh, um, but i'll so i'll,
0: cool. <laughs> so, I'll put, it, I'll put it in the, the you know the the podcast show notes of course
1: Perfect. Yeah. Cause everyone's so interested and I don't know why the other baby food companies don't do it, but, um, so first of all, you know, we do all, we have our amazing sourcing, right? We get our organic veggies and our pasture raised, wild caught, et cetera, meats. And then we ship them all frozen to the factory and then they mix it up together in a puree. And so they bring it up to a temperature of about 160 degrees in a big kettle. It's so cool to look at, you know, it's stirring all the stuff around.
0: Sounds so cool.
1: And then they run it through a blender to make it a super fine puree array for babies. Then it goes into the pouch filler that fills all the pouches. And then it gets put into a pressure cooker. It's called a retort. And it's basically, you know, for, I don't know the, the time it's maybe 45 minutes at temperature and it gets pressure and heat. And what that does is that kills any potential bacteria or potential, potential pathogens that might've snuck in somewhere during the process. And then it's shelf staple. So it's sort of like, a canning process, you know, like a can of chili. It's the same process that, that can of chili go through. It's just in a pouch instead.
0: Oh, wow. That is so cool.
1: So it can handle, I mean, you can stand on one of these pouches. It can handle a ton of pressure. It can handle heat. You know, we don't recommend storing it in your, you know, hot tub, but you probably <laughs> could because it's been through, you know, that warm uh, pressurized process already. And I have to tell you that when I, when I started creating the company, actually, when I got pregnant with Della, I thought, yeah, you know, I make all these cool baby foods, but I'm going to make most of her food. And I don't. Yeah. I, I feed her serenity kids because I know what, I know what's in there. I know what's not in there. And I just don't have time to make all of her baby food. I mean, she oh, eats off our plate, no but mamas don't. I, just, I mean, like, yeah, I, I just so can't
0: it do it, but it's like, Oh, it is. It is a, that is another full-time job in itself. It, yep, it like, is. It, it's so true no I love that and I think that that that's great and like again you know it's such a great way to explain the packaging because so many moms like have messaged me and said like hey you know I had it in my diaper bag and we were out you know at the park and she didn't eat it like do you think she can eat it later and I was like well I'm sure you can message them but from what I know the packaging like yeah they can because of the way they created it and it stays yep. sweet.
1: oh yeah for sure I do the same thing
0: yeah then that's amazing like you don't have to Again, one less thing for a mama to worry about. Well, thank you so much, Sunny. This was so awesome and so, you know, just I think so informative for, you know, moms and moms-to-be um, that are checking out, starting to kids as far as, you know, a um, option for their children um, to eat as well as to hear about you and your journey, you know, as who you are as a mom and how this came about because I love to share brand stories because I think then again, like, we all as people love to know about each other, right? So it's like when you get to learn, who the woman or who the you know the husband and the wife are behind the brand and the parents of Della. It's like, oh wow, now I like really know the story and now I want to support even further because I know, you know, about the brand and what they stand for and, you know, they're a um, you know, mom and, and family just like me. So I just think that's so cool of you guys. And you know, I, I just can't thank you enough for all the amazing, you know, food that you provided for Amelia. I mean, she is just loves it and is so happy and every time we literally get a package she like runs over and gets so excited and like knows what it is and is like a pack a pack a pack and I'm like okay hold on let me get it out of the box and I'll hand it to you you know it's like she just loves it so you guys are doing like an amazing job and I love that you have you know babies including Della like taste testing I think that's genius and just so awesome what you're doing, you know, not just for us mamas and and you know dads out there, but also for the baby food industry that really does need to change. I think this is so great that you guys are really trying to be at the forefront of it and you know do what you're doing. So before I let you go, Serenity, is there anything else you'd want to share about yourself or Serenity Kids with you know my audience?
1: You know, one of the things I touched briefly on was our environmental mission. You can find out more, uh, and they can find out more on our website. But we really support farmers and ranchers that practice regenerative agriculture, which helps sequester carbon back into the soil and reverse climate change. And so I think there's a lot of moms that, are, that care about that and they can learn more about it on our website.
0: Yes, that's wonderful. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that and we'll definitely put that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much for being on. Go ahead and just plug yourself, of course, of where we can find you, where we can find the amazing Serenity Kids baby food, all that good stuff.
1: All right. Well, you can find us on our website at myserenitykids.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at myserenitykids.
0: Thank you so much, Serenity. This was wonderful. Thank you for sharing all of that. Until next time, cheers. Bye. Bye.